Section 11 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia N. B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, 1821 through 1890, Section 11 when it was the eight hundred and sixth night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that the old woman said to hasan indeed thy wife is in the seventh island the greatest among the islands of wak and betwixt us and it is a seven months journey from here we fare for the land of birds whereon for the force of their flying and the flapping of their wings we cannot hear one other speak over that country we journey night and day eleven days after which we come forth of it to another called the land of ferals where for stress of roaring of lions and howling of wolves and laughing of hyenas and the crying of other beasts of prey we shall hear naught and therein we travel twenty days journey then we issue therefrom and come to a third country called the land of the jann where for stress of the crying of the jinn and the flaming of fires and the flight of sparks and smoke from their mouths and the noise of their groaning and their arrogance in blocking up the road before us our ears will be deafened and our eyes blinded so that we shall neither hear nor see nor dare any look behind him or he perisheth but there horseman boweth head on saddle-bow and raiseth not for three days after this we abut upon a mighty mountain and a running river contiguous with the isles of wak which are seven in number and the extent whereof is a whole year's journey for a well-girt horseman and thou must know o my son that these troops are all virgin girls and that the ruler over us is a woman of the archipelago of wak on the bank of the river aforesaid is another mountain called mount wak and it is thus named by reason of a tree which beareth fruits like heads of the sons of adam when the sun riseth on them the heads cry out all saying in their cries wak wak glory be to the creating king al kalak and when we hear their crying we know that the sun is risen in like manner at sundown the heads set up the same cry wak wak glory to al kalak and so we know that the sun hath set no man may abide with us or reach to us or tread our earth and betwixt us and the abiding place of the queen who ruleth over us in a month's journey from this shore all the lieges whereof are under her hand as are also the tribes of the jinn marids and satans while of the warlocks none kenneth the number save he who created them wherefore an thou be afraid i will send with thee one who will convey thee to the coast and there bring one who will embark thee on board a ship that bear thee to thine own land but an thou be content to tarry with us i will not forbid thee and thou shalt be with me in mine eyes till thou win thy wish inshallah quoth he o oh, my lady i will never quit thee till i foregather with my wife or lose my life and quoth she this is a light matter be of good heart for soon shalt thou come to thy desire allah willing and there is no help but that i let the queen know of thee that she may help thee to attain thine aim hasan blessed her and kissed her head and hands thanking her for her good deed and exceeding kindness and firm will then he set out with her pondering the issue of his case and the horrors of his strangerhood wherefore he fell a-weeping and a-wailing and recited these couplets 
a zephyr bloweth from the lover's sight and thou canst view me in the saddest plight the night of union is as brilliant morn and black the severance day as blackest night farewelling friend is sorrow sorest sore parting from lover's merest undelight i will not blame her harshness save to her and mid mankind nor friend nor fear i sight how can i be consoled for loss of you base censor's blame shall not console my sprite o thou in charms unique unique's my love o peerless thou my heart hath peerless might who maketh semblance that he loveth you and dreadeth blame is most blameworthy wight then the old woman bade beat the kettle-drums for departure and the army set out hasan fared with her drowned in the sea of solicitude and reciting verses like those above while she strave to comfort him and exhort him to patience but he awoke not from his tristesse and heeded not her exhortations they journeyed thus till they came to the boundaries of the land of birds and when they entered it it seemed to hasan as if the world were turned topsy-turvy for the exceeding clamour his head ached and his mind was dazed his eyes were blinded and his ears deafened and he feared with exceeding fear and made certain of death saying to himself if this be the land of birds how will be the land of beasts but when the crone hight shawahi saw him in this plight she laughed at him saying o oh, my son if this be thy case in the first island how will it fare with thee when thou comest to the others so he prayed to allah and humbled himself before the lord beseeching him to assist him against that wherewith he had afflicted him and bring him to his wishes and they ceased not going till they passed out of the land of birds and traversing the land of beasts came to the land of the jann which when hasan saw he was sore affrighted and repented him of having entered it with them but he sought aid of allah the most high and fared on with them till they were quit of the land of the jann and came to the river and set down their loads at the foot of a vast mountain and a lofty and pitched their tents by the stream bank then they rested and ate and drank and slept in security for they were come to their own country on the morrow the old woman set hasan a couch of alabaster inlaid with pearls and jewels and nuggets of red gold by the river-side and he sat down thereon having first bound his face with a chin-kerchief that discovered naught of him but his eyes then she bade proclaim among the troops that they should all assemble before her tent and put off their clothes and go down into the stream and wash and thus she did that she might parade before him all the girls so haply his wife should be amongst them and he know her so the whole army mustered before her and putting off their clothes went down into the stream and hasan seated on his couch watched them washing their white skins and frolicking and making merry whilst they took no heed of his inspecting them deeming him to be of the daughters of the kings when he beheld them stripped of their clothes his cords stiffened for that looking at them mother naked he saw what was between their thighs and that of all kinds soft and rounded plump and cushioned large-lipped perfect redundant and ample and their faces were as moons and their hair as night upon day for that they were of the daughters of the kings when they were clean they came up out of the water stark naked as the moon on the night of fullness and the old woman questioned hasan of them company by company if his wife were among them but as often as she asked him of a troop he made answer she is not among these o my lady and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and seventh night she resumed 
it hath reached me o auspicious king that the old woman questioned hasan of the girls company after company if haply his wife were among them but as often as she asked him of a troop he made answer she is not among these o my lady last of all there came up a damsel attended by ten slave-girls and thirty waiting-women all of them high-bosomed maidens they put off their clothes and went down into the river where the damsel fell to riding the high horse over her women throwing them down and ducking them on this wise she continued for a full hour after which all came up out of the water and sat down and they brought her napkins of gold perfled silk with which she dried herself then they brought her clothes and jewels and ornaments of the handiwork of the jinn and she donned them and rose and walked with graceful pace among the troops she and her maidens when hasan saw her his heart was ready to fly from his breast and he said verily this girl is the likest of all folk to the bird i saw in the basin atop the palace of my sisters the princesses and she lorded it over her lieges even as doth this one the old woman asked o hasan is this thy wife and he answered no but thy life o my lady this is not my wife nor ever in my life have i set eyes on her neither among all the girls have i seen in these islands is there the like of my wife nor her match for symmetry and grace and beauty and loveliness then said shawaki describe her to me and acquaint me with all her attributes that i may have her in my mind for i know every girl in the island of wap being commander of the army of maids and governor over them wherefore an thou describe her to me i shall know her and will contrive for thee to take her quoth he my wife hath the fairest face and a form all grace smooth is she of cheeks and high of breasts with eyes of liquid light calves and thighs plump to sight teeth snowy white with dulcet speech dight in speech soft and bland as she were a willow wand her gifts are immoral and lips are red as coral her eyes were natural cold dye and her lower labia in softness lie on her right cheek is a mole and on her waist under her navel is a sign her face shines as the rondure of the moon in sheen her waist is slight her hips a heavy weight and the water of her mouth the sick doth heal as it were cosser or salsabil said the old woman give me an increased account of her allah increase thee of passion for her quoth he my wife hath a face the fairest fair and oval cheeks the rarest rare neck long and spare and eyes that coal wear her side face shows the anemones of nu'uman her mouth is like a seal of cornelian and flashing teeth that lure and stand one instead of cup and ewer she is cast in the mould of pleasantness and between her thighs is the throne of the caliphate there is no such sanctuary among the holy places as saith in its praise the poet the name of what drave me distraught hath letters renowned among men a four into five multiplied and they multiplied six into ten then hasan wept and chanted the following mawal o heart and lover false thee shun the parting bane nor to forgetfulness thy thoughts constrain be patient thou shalt bury all thy foes allah near falseth man of patience vain and this also and wouldst be the life long safe vaunt not delight never despair nor wone or joyed in sprite forbear rejoice not mourn not o'er thy plight and in ill day have not we opened recite thereupon the old woman bowed her head groundwards awhile then raising it said 
laud be to the lord the mighty of award indeed i am afflicted with thee o hasan would heaven i had never known thee this woman whom you describeth to me as thy wife i know by description and i know her to be none other than the eldest daughter of the supreme king she who ruleth over all the islands of wak so open both eyes and consider thy case and if thou be asleep awake for if this woman be indeed thy wife it is impossible for thee ever to obtain her and though thou come to her yet couldst thou not avail to her possession since between thee and her the distance is as that between earth and heaven wherefore o my son return presently and cast not thyself into destruction nor cast me with thee for meseemeth thou hast no lot in her so return whence thou camest lest our lives be lost and she feared for herself and for him when hasan heard her words he wept till he fainted and she left not sprinkling water on his face till he came to himself when he continued to weep so that he drenched his dress with tears for the much cark and care and chagrin which betided him by reason of her words and indeed he despaired of life and said to the old woman o my lady and how shall i go back after having come hither verily i thought not thou wouldst forsake me nor fail of the winning of my wish especially as thou art the commander-in-chief of the army of the girls answered sawahi o my son i doubted not but thy wife was a maid of the maids and had i known she was the king's daughter i had not suffered thee to come hither nor had i shown the troops to thee for all the love i bear thee but now o my son thou hast seen all the girls naked so tell me which of them pleaseth thee and i will give her to thee in lieu of thy wife and do thou put it that thy wife and children are dead and take her and return to thine own country in safety ere thou fall into the king's hand and i have no means of delivering thee so allah upon thee o my son hearken unto me choose thyself one of these damsels in the stead of yonder woman and return presently to thy country in safety and cause me not to quaff the cup of thy anguish for by allah thou hast cast thyself into affliction sore and peril galore wherefrom none may avail to deliver thee evermore but hasan hung down his head and wept with long weeping and recited these couplets blame not said i to all who blamed me mine eyelids not but tears were made to dree the tears that brim these orbs have overflowed my cheeks for lovers and love's cruelty leave me to love though waste this form of me for i of love adore the insanity and o oh, my dearling passion grows on me for you and you why grudge me clemency you wronged me after swearing troth and plight falsed my companionship and turned to flee a cup of humbling for your rigour sore ye made me drain what day departed ye then melt o heart with longing for their sight and o oh, mine eyes with crowns of tears bedight and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and eighth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the old woman said to hasan by allah o my son hearken to my words choose thee one of these girls in lieu of thy wife and presently return to thy country in safety he hung down his head and recited the couplets quoted above then he wept till he swooned away and shawali sprinkled water on his face till he revived when she addressed him o my lord i have no shift left because if i carry thee to the city thy life is lost and mine also for when the queen cometh to know of this she will blame me for admitting thee into her lands and islands 
whereto none of adam's sons hath access and will slay me for bringing thee with me and for suffering mortal to look upon the virgin seen by thee in the sea whom neer touched male nor neither approached mate and hasan sware that he had never looked on them with evil eye she resumed o my son hearken to me and return to thy country and i will give thee wealth and treasures and things of price such as shall suffice thee for all the women in the world moreover i will give thee a girl of the best of them so lend an ear to my words and return presently and imperil not thyself indeed i counsel thee with good counsel but he wept and rubbed both cheeks against her feet saying o my lady and mistress in coolth of my eyes how can i turn back now that i have made my way hither without the sight of those i desire and now that i have come near the beloved sight hoping for meeting forthright so haply there may be a portion in reunion to my plight and he improvised these couplets o kings of beauty grace to prisoner tame of eyelids fit to rule the chosro's reign yet pass the wafts of musk in perfumed breath your cheeks the charms of blooming rose disdain the softest zephyr breathes where pitchy camp and thence far scattered sweetness fills the plain censure of me leave blame in stint advice thou bringest wearying words and wisdom vain why heat my passion with this flame and upbraid me when naught thou knowest of its bane captured me eyes with passion maladifs and overthrew me with love's might and main i scatter tears the while i scatter verse you are my theme for rhyme and prosy strain melted my vitals glow of rosy cheeks and in the lazalo my heart is lain tell me and i leave to discourse of you what speech my breast shall broaden tell me deign lifelong i love the lovelings fair but ah uh, to grant my wish eke allah must be fain hearing his verses the old woman was moved to ruth for him and allah planted the seed of affection for him in her heart so coming up to him she consoled him saying be of good cheer and keep thine eyes cool and clear and put away trouble from thy thought for by allah i will venture my life with thee till thou attain thine aim or death undo me with this hasan's heart was comforted and his bosom broadened and he sat talking with the old woman till the end of day when all the girls dispersed some entering their town mansions and others nighting in the tents then the old woman carried him into the city and lodged him in a place apart lest any should come to know of him and tell the queen of him and she should slay him and slay her who had brought him thither moreover she served him herself and strave to put him in fear of the awful majesty of the supreme king his wife's father whilst he wept before her and said o my lady i choose death for myself and loathe this worldly life if i forgather not with my wife and children i have set my existence on the venture and will either attain my aim or die the old woman fell to pondering the means of bringing him and his wife together and casting about how to do in the case of this unhappy one who had thrown himself into destruction and would not be diverted from his purpose by fear or aught else for indeed he recked not of his life and the sayer of bywords saith lover in no wise hearkeneth he to the speech of the man who is fancy free now the name of the queen of the island wherein they were was nur al huda eldest daughter of the supreme king and she had six virgin sisters abiding with their father whose capital and court were in the chief city of that region and who had made her ruler over all the lands and islands of wak so when the ancient dame saw hasan on fire with yearning after his wife and children she rose up and repaired to the palace and going into queen nur al huda kissed ground before her 
for she had a claim on her favour because she had reared the king's daughters one and all and had authority over each and every of them and was high in honour and consideration with them and with the king nur al huda rose to her as she entered and embracing her seated her by her side and asked her of her journey she answered by allah o my lady twas a blessed journey and i have brought thee a gift which i will presently present to thee adding o my daughter o queen of the age and the time i have a favour to crave of thee and i fain would discover it to thee that thou mayest help me to accomplish it and but for my confidence that thou wilt not gainsay me therein i would not expose it to thee asked the queen and what is thy need expound it to me and i will accomplish it to thee for i and my kingdom and troops are all at thy commandment and disposition therewithal the old woman quivered as quivereth the reed on a day when the storm wind is abroad and saying in herself o protector protect me from the queen's mischief fell down before her and acquainted her with hasan's case saying o my lady a man who had hidden himself under my wooden settle on the seashore sought my protection so i took him under my safeguard and carried him with me among the army of girls armed and accoutred so that none might know him and brought him into the city and indeed i have striven to affright him with thy fierceness giving him to know of thy power and prowess but as often as i threatened him he weepeth and reciteth verses and saith needs must i have my wife and children or die and i will not return to my country without them and indeed he hath adventured himself and come to the islands of wak and never in all my days saw i mortal heartier of heart than he or doughtier of daring do save that love hath mastered him to the utmost of mastery and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section eleven recorded by sylvia m b in washington state